Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Pick and Politics. I'm Josh Holstein. And I'm Brandy Wells. So for today's political segment, we kind of just, we don't have a script today. We're just going to talk about a few different things. I have a script. Brandy has a script. I'm prepared. No, I'm prepared. I just have a lot to talk about today. So today... (laughs) So today was the uh, first day of early voting in the swing state of Florida, and um, as of yesterday, there was already about two and a half million people that had voted by mail, and today, around 450,000 voted in person, first day of early uh, early voting. Um, So that's a a huge turnout already. That puts it at right around uh, three million. I'm pretty certain the total turnout was around 9.2 million in um, 2016. So very much underway of reaching those numbers or maybe surpassing those numbers by Election Day. Also, the president won a case in Michigan uh, in court that does not allow absentee. It stopped allowing absentee ballots past November 3rd on Election Day. So if your absentee ballot isn't received by the courthouse by November 3rd, it's not counted. Why were they able to do that anyway? Because they said as long as it was postmarked by November 3rd, it could be counted up until November 10th. Oh, that's ridiculous. So the official results couldn't really be certified until November 10th. Right. So they won the case in Pennsylvania, and then they also won the case in Michigan. So um, uh, the polls are also tightening very quickly. Uh, the national polls, by only about two points, has Biden at about 8.5% over Trump. But the state polls are very much tightening. Um, Reuters, just before we started our podcast here, Reuters released two polls, uh, had uh, just a 4%, 4% difference in Pennsylvania between Biden and Trump, uh, Biden 49 to Trump 45. And uh, Wisconsin, they had a six-point difference, uh, Biden at 51, Trump at 45. And um, I think those numbers are right. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, those are some significant closures to where it was last time um and real clear politics average now has pennsylvania within the margin of error within three percent of each other um also voter registration numbers uh just one week the gop the republican party of pennsylvania gained nearly ten thousand registrations now that's not just total registrations that's net that means over the democrats um in a week which is huge uh west here in west virginia our uh um, October numbers should be released soon. Uh, we now just have a 22,000 gap between Demo- Democrats and Republicans, closest it's ever been in West Virginia. Um, so <clears throat> at the state of the presidential race hasn't really changed a whole lot, just the battleground states are getting tighter as to be expected. On Thursdays, the presidential debate, uh, the presidential debate uh, commission just released today that they are going to have, they are going to turn off each candidate's mic at two minutes. And, um, uh, and they're not going to turn them on until it's time to start their next round of two minutes. Um, oh, God, hopefully it'll be better than the last yeah, one. I think it will. I, I do think it will. Also, um, Vice President Biden, candidate Joe Biden, has uh, come out of the basement today <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and announced this morning around 8.30 that they're, quote, calling a lid until Thursday evening meaning he will not make any appearances, there will be no press conferences, and no official events from Biden himself until Thursday evening. Mind you, that's four entire days, two weeks from an election. That's insane. No candidate has ever done that. 
oh, ever. Is it because of the, the, the email stuff? And that's what I'm assuming. And they won't say anything. Uh, there was a reporter that, that uh, saw him getting ice cream with his granddaughter at a thing and asked him what flavor ice cream he got instead of asking him questions. So those are the kinds of questions that reporters give people like him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was something today. And also there was a statistic that came out of Pew Research that I wanted to tell you guys. For the first time, um, well, for the first time in the last three or four cycles, 56% of people thought or say that they're better off now than they were four years ago. And every president who has had the majority in this poll from 1960 and up, every incumbent president who has had a positive rating doesn't mean it's above 50%, but it means it's higher than not worse off than they were four years ago has won reelection. And even up to like one point difference, there was one that was 38 worse off 39 better off and they still won. Really? Yeah, and Trump is, Trump's was like 56 to 40. That gives us hope. So, we'll see. But that's a, that's another statistic to throw to you guys. Um, and I think that's all I have for today's political segment. It's kind of short, but kind of a lot of information there. Um, early voting will continue. It starts in West Virginia here on Wednesday. Um, absentee ballots will be pouring in and we'll give you guys some results. The national vote count right now is 28.5 million as of two o'clock today. Uh, it's probably somewhere around 32, 33 million right now, but, um, they're expecting this to be one of the highest, uh, turnout races in history. So we will see last time was a pretty high turnout as well. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, happens with this one. Uh, also, I want to mention, there here in West Virginia, we've had some outside groups really spending a lot of money into our races, uh, especially the state senate races here. There's a group called Mountain State Values. Look them up. They spent millions of dollars in negative ads for Republican senators and Republican uh, senatorial candidates. And nobody expected this, and it's like throwing all the candidates off. So um, just pay attention where your information comes from. Pay attention who's funding the information, and just verify if the information's accurate. Don't take anybody's word for anything. Um, so I'll leave you guys with that, and that's today's political segment. And we're going to get into our pop culture segment now. We're going to start off with a... A newsworthy story, not really pop culture, but it is newsworthy, and it's Ghislaine Maxwell loses her fight to keep uh, the Jeffrey Epstein testimony testimony sealed. This is from the Miami Herald. Um, I just took some clips from the article, and I'm going to read it to you all um, straight from there. So it says, A federal appeals court dealt Ghislaine Maxwell, the alleged madam to disgrace financier Jeffrey Epstein, um, two blows late Monday by declining to consolidate her appeals in numerous overlapping cases and striking down her effort to thwart the release of a controversial deposition she gave in a now-settled civil lawsuit. That was the longest sentence I've ever read in my life. That was one Very sentence. Complicated. One, that was one sentence. Uh, he goes on to say, The three-judge Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit held more than two hours of oral arguments last week and issued a succinct... Uh, Monday afternoon, order holding that a lower court judge did not err in order the release of a 418-page deposition from April 2016 that could shed new light on the Epstein empire. It says, quote, we have reviewed all of the arguments raised by defendant appellant Maxwell on appeal and find them 
to be without merit, the judges wrote, also turning away a request for consolidation with Maxwell's criminal case in the Southern District of New York. It goes on to say, we deny, in all caps, the motion to consolidate this appeal with the pending appeal of the United States versus Maxwell. Uh, that was the end of that quote. It goes on to say here, the ruling affirmed that decision over the summer by U.S. District Judge Loretta Presca to release hundreds of documents from a 2015 civil suit involving Maxwell and Epstein, accused of Virginia Roberts. Oh, gosh. Giuffrey? G-I-U-F-F-R-E. I don't know. No idea. Um, the case was settled in 2017, and the Miami Herald sued for the release of the documents following its groundbreaking, groundbreaking November 2018 perversion of Justice Series, which spotlighted how Epstein escaped serious punishment despite widespread accusations that he sexually abused underage girls. Uh, Epstein was arrested in July 2019 and found dead in a jail cell the following month, determined to be a suicide, which, you know, everyone says it wasn't. It was way too convenient that he committed suicide. But um, So that's just an update on the Ghislaine Maxwell case, and hopefully that's a step towards finding out what really happened with Epstein and Epstein Island and all of that uh, disgusting, crazy information. Justin Bieber has released a new uh, song and music video. The <clears throat> song, he released a video for the song called Lonely. And uh, this information is from CNN. It goes to say that Justin Bieber shows the dark side of childhood, childhood stardom in the new music video for his song Lonely. The video was released uh, at midnight on Friday. As of Saturday, it had already got it had already gotten over 8 million views. A 14-year-old Jacob Tremblay, who plays Bieber, dons a signature purple hoodie and side sweatbangs of Bieber's um, My World era. Bieber, who was now 26, was discovered at age 13 by manager Scooter Braun, who we hate Scooter Braun. He stole Taylor Swift's music. He's... I was going to say... We don't like him. He's only 26. He's been around as long as I've paid attention, but I guess, like he said, he started at 13. Yeah, it's been 13 years. Yeah, we don't like Scooter Braun, though. He's garbage. Total garbage. Just needed to put that out there. A little disclaimer, guys. A little disclaimer here. I'm, I'm reading a story about Justin Bieber. not that I support him or Scooter Braun. I want that out there. Um, in the video, Tremblay is seen by himself in a dressing room before the producer, played by Blenny, Benny Blanco, <clears throat> who collaborated with Bieber and producer Phineas on the track. Let's... Uh, so, Benny Blanco comes in, lets Tremblay know it's time to get on stage. Tremblay sings the song's melancholy lyrics to a seemingly empty audience before it's revealed in the last 10 seconds that the real Bieber has been listening. And I get to read some lyrics to you here, Josh. What's your favorite part uh, of every Brandy's podcast? Brandy's robotic lyrics. Here we go. <clears throat> I've not read these beforehand, so here we go. And maybe that's the price you pay. For the money and the fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick. And no one and felt like no one gave a, you know, beep, beep. They criticized the things I did as an idiot kid, Bieber sings. So, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a slow song, kind of sad. Just talking about how, um, you know, everybody thought he was living the life and he also, he felt very lonely. He felt very... Yeah. Which I think is how most... Literally most, yeah. Yeah, most child stores... 
child stars or basically any celebrity yeah. will probably tell you that. Um, but <clears throat> he's released several new songs here recently. All of them aren't, they're not terrible. Not my cup of tea, but they're not bad. But, um, so go check out Justin Bieber's new song, Lonely, and the video that's causing some conversations. So, uh, I was going to do this story last week, but I didn't, which was good because there's, or I could have done last week, but there is a new update to this story that I'm going to do this week. So, Lily James, who starred in the second Mamma Mia, um, she's in a bunch of other movies, like uh, Disney's live action Cinderella, I don't know, tons of other movies, very, very talented actress very pretty so she is having a i don't know how to describe this i'm gonna i'm just gonna say she's having an affair with uh an actor dominic west who i don't really know at all but you know he seems like somebody i've seen before like in a movie i don't know i don't really know him but i think he's kind of a big deal so, uh, Brandy's I, like, I've never met him, but <laughs> I've personally never met him, you know, but he seems all right. Um, so this story is from Us Weekly, but the photos and stuff that went along with the story was from Daily Mail. The article on Us Weekly goes to say the Daily Mail obtained snaps of the Mamma Mia star 31 wrapping her arm around the affair alum who's 50. So I guess he was in. A movie or show called Affair. Let me Google this. Oh, wow. I was like, why did they say Affair alum? Has he had affairs before? Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show. That's called The Affair. That's ironic. Oh, my God, it is ironic. Very ironic. <laughs> I wondered why it said that. Okay, so she's 31 and he's 50. Okay, keep in mind the age gap there. 19 years, if you can't count. Um, so, the Daily Mail got pictures of them, um, of her wrapping her arm around him and whispering in his ear as they checked into an airport in Rome on October 12th. They were also seen walking around the British terminal together and reorganizing the belongings in their suitcases. Before I hate how much detail that went into. I did not need to know that. It's very detailed. Before boarding a British Airways flight home to the UK. They reportedly kissed and cuddled on the plane too. But here's where it starts to get juicy, Josh. The airport, <laughs> the airport sighting came one day after James and West, who was, so Dominic West is married to Catherine Fitzgerald. Um, so this came after James and West were photographed getting cozy during an electric scooter ride around the Spanish steps and kissing while dining al fresco with their manager. <laughs> I hate this article. <laughs> it's <laughs> either some Californian soy boy or some I, soy college boy. woman. I should have, um, wrote my own version of this. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Um, the Pursuit of Love, so they're co-stars, so this is where I was like, it gets weird, Josh. <clears throat> the Pursuit of Love co-stars, who play a father-daughter duo, <laughs> I, I I was reading this, guys, I audibly gasped. I said, <gasps> father-daughter? <laughs> oh, I can't say how that. Does this, I can't say How it. does this keep getting worse? I can't say how, 
How does this keep getting worse? It just keeps getting worse and worse. My God. I can't say what I wanted to say. I can't. I can't say what I wanted to say, and we'll come back to this story after Josh's election so I can say what I wanted to say right there. Because I don't want to get him in trouble. But anyway, we're going to continue on here. So these weirdos play a father-daughter duo during the day, and then they play a lover duo during the night. And um, so this these co-stars have stayed in a suite at the Hotel de la Ville during their time in Italy, according to multiple reports. Upon his return to England on Tuesday, October 13th, the actor, Dominic West, reunited with his wife, whom he wed in June to, uh-huh, wed in June 2010, and he gave her a kiss during a photo op outside their home. And here's a quote, Josh. Are you ready for this? Oh, I am. You're not ready for this. I am. Our marriage is strong, and we're very much still together. Thank you. West insisted on a handwritten note that he and his wife signed and handed to reporters on Tuesday morning. The actor and the Irish landscape designer, 49, so she's 49, he's 50. That's not a big age gap there. It's one year. It's not 19. Well, I guess she fills in the year that they're missing. Mm-hmm. That's an even 20 with the three of them. Maybe they're secretly swingers. That's it. Maybe Lily. I'm telling you guys, this just keeps getting worse. It gets worse. I kept audibly gasping. The father-daughter duo turned lovers really got me. And then I'm like, oh my God, he's still married. And she, they're still together. I don't know. That's so wrong. Um, On many different levels. They have four children together. James, so that's Lily James, who previously dated the Crown star Matt Smith. See, Josh, if you watch The Crown, you know who I'm talking about. I would, he's, but I don't. He's very not good looking. I'm going to show you a picture of him because he's scary. He has no eyebrows. Matt Smith. There we go. He's so scary, Josh. So, as, as I do after I watch a movie and see an actress or an actor that I like, I go home and I Google everything about them. Of course. Get very obsessive. And so after I saw my Mamiya. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. We just got to stop this a second. Brandy, you don't obsess about anything. It's not like you like know Britney Spears' social security <laughs> number, um, her blood type. Do you know her blood type? I will find that out for you. See, so this, this is what I'm saying, guys. This, this is, is what I deal with. This is her ex boyfriend. What do you play? Frankenstein? <laughs> uh, Ugh. He's very. It's the no eyebrows in his eyes are like sunken in, kind of. Like if he had eyebrows, he'd look normal. Scary. He wouldn't look that bad. But he's scary looking. Anyway, I still can't believe they dated. So I came home from watching Mama Mia, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna see. Surely she's got a boyfriend or something. And I Google, and it's him. And I was like. <gasps> No, he's so ugly. So then, so that was her boyfriend. They broke up in 2019, and she was briefly linked to Chris Evans, who plays Captain America. And he's a good-looking guy, which was everybody was excited about, you know? We were like, woohoo, you know, the number one Chris. You know, she's with him, which I will explain. So <clears throat> people like to rank um, the celebrities named Chris. So I think, like, the top three are Chris Evans, um... Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and then Chris Pine. Those are their top three. So, she was with number one Chris there in July, 
but she's never um which is Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. He's Captain America. Number one Chris. Everybody was very excited about it. But anyway, she hasn't not she has not made oh my gosh. She has not publicly commented on the headline making scandal that she's in with Dominic West. She was scheduled to promote her new Netflix movie with Army Hammer, who I have no idea who that is. Um, the movie's called Rebecca. Isn't that like a uh, laundry detergent? Arm and Hammer. This is Army Hammer. Oh, God. (laughs) This is a terrible name. I'm sorry. This is terrible. She was supposed to be with Army Hammer, whoever that is. Let's Google that. I've taken a lot of Google breaks here. Army. Oh, it's a guy. Army Hammer. Oh, he's good looking. Good for See, why wouldn't you date him? I need to show you who Dominic... It's an orange box with a guy in a white shirt. (laughs) I need to show you who... Here, let's look up a picture of Dominic West. Brandy, our viewers can't see that. I know. (laughs) Guys, if you're following along right now and you're not driving... Send us money for a camera. Yes. (laughs) So we can live stream. We need... I want... We need to invest in some microphones that have the swinging arms. So I can move around and talk. Oh my god. And the one's like, look, looks like the crane. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this is my first time seeing the pictures of them kissing. Don't look it up. Oh my god. I needed a picture of him. That's all that comes up. So he's not ugly, but he's you can tell he's old. That's the two of them. See, she's pretty and he's just old. But he's not that old. That's not Alexis from... No, that's not Alexis. This is Lily James. She's British. Mm. I can't believe that. Ugh, this is just really disturbing. She would have been so much better with Chris Evans. Yeah, they look right. Her and Chris Evans would look right together. These two don't. This is just weird. Is this the... Oh, this is them on the electric scooter. That's not what I thought that was. And when they said electric scooter, I thought it was like a moped. But electric. This is them on a stand-up electric scooter, Josh. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awful. Her dress is pretty, though. My God, is that a bruise on her leg? Oh, that thing is massive. Honey, you should put some makeup over that. Okay, anyway, we're moving on. Okay, we're moving on here. She hasn't publicly commented on the affair. Um, She was supposed to appear on with Army Hammer uh, for their movie Rebecca on the Today Show and the Graham Norton Show on Monday Today, she was supposed to be on those shows, but she reportedly pulled out of both appearances. Probably because she's guilty of having an affair, and maybe he broke up with her, and he was like, you know what, psych, I'm still married to my wife and my four kids, and I'm done with you. And she was like, fine then, I'll go back to number one Chris, which would be the smartest move she could make. There's a lot of pictures of them together. This has had to be going on for a really long time. Probably. I should have kept up to, to date with this. I can't believe I let it slip through the cracks. All right, guys, that is our pop culture segment this week. And it's time for our artist of the week this week. We're going to switch it up for every other artist that we've ever done on the podcast. And we're going to go with an old classic 90s rock band, The Cranberries. And so I'm going to read you all an excerpt from their... um, biography on their official website and reads like this many bands aspire to be timeless or have a sound that 
transcends the whims of musical fashion, but the Cranberries are one of the few to have, che- to have achieved that. Play one of the Irish rock groups' early anthems, such as Lingers, <laughs> such as Linger, or Dreams, and they sound as fresh and deliver as much an emotional sucker punch as when they captured a generation's heart in the 1990s. It's remarkable to look back and think about just how much of a cultural force the Cranberries have been, not only in Ireland, UK, and the US, but across the globe. Over their career, they have sold more than 40 million albums, making them one of the... Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, making them one of the world's biggest rock acts, as well as a staple on TV and film soundtracks. Yeah, I hear their songs everywhere, probably, in so many movies, so many TV shows, Especially those three, especially Linger and Dreams. Mm-hmm. I've heard those two more than I have Zombie, probably. Um, through all their success, they, through all of their success, though, they have never compromised one of their on their key trait, an honesty and directness that cuts to the soul. Central to their expression of emotional truth, of course, has been Dolores's in, inimitable voice. Dolores is their hit, their lead singer. It was an instrument that could be angelically soft or blisteringly angry to equally stunning effect. But the band's power has also come from their gliding melodies and Dolores' unvarnished lyrics, which were never less than absolutely sincere, whether she was writing about personal relationships or political violence. They all came back to, quote, how humans, how human beings treat each other. As she once described, she, and here's another quote, it says, she truly didn't really care. What people thought about what she was going to say, says Noel. It was a case of, if I feel strongly enough about this, I'm going to write about it. In whatever way the chips may fall, so be it. If I get slated for it, so be it. And I think she passed away. She has passed away, I don't know. I was going to say, that's a a really good way to be, honestly. Yeah, it is. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to try to see when she passed away. She died in 2018. Too recent. Drowning due to alcohol intoxication. Oh, wow. 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 I didn't know that. Um, I think she... I don't know a ton of their songs. I probably know the popular ones. I know... You probably probably know more than what you realize. I I do, but I think I I really know the popular ones. I know Linger. I know Dreams. I know um, Zombie. There's a couple more that I have that I listen to. Um, oh, a song called I'll, "I Will Always." It's not too. They're all super good, and um, it's it's completely on the other side of the spectrum of every other type of music that I listen to. But I, I love it all because I think her vocals, um, as well as her the lyrics that she wrote, um, are so beautiful. They're powerful. Yeah. Her voice is is was so unique. And powerful, and just like they said, she can be super angelic, like she was on Dreams, or she can be hard, earthy, rocky, like she is in Zombie. Um, and like I said, it transcends all of um, the whims of musical fashion, as the biography wrote. But that is our Artist of the Week, the Cranberries. I know he's broken 
Maybe he just needs a break And his heart is out here trying Keep almost losing faith I don't want to lose him Oh, but he's already lost And the only one who can find him Is looking down here from across Lord, pour water in this wine That was our cover of Water in His Wine Glass by Mighty and Tay. They are a country female duo. They have some pretty good songs. I just found this song the other day. Wanted to give it a try. 
Um, so that was it. That was our cover of Water in His Wine Glass. And you heard my extremely, extremely amateur dobro skills. I thought the dobro sounded great. Yeah. It's a new instrument. We've not played it on here before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and also don't mind the vocals because I just learned this song. Brandy just showed it to me. So. <laughs> but Brandy did an excellent job on this song. So. All right, guys, that's all for today's episode of Pickin' Politics. Remember to follow us on Facebook. Uh, we'll keep you updated about our podcast. Remember that freedom is never more than a generation away from extinction.